shows up, we might be talking to ourselves. I, a hope and a prayer. Well, you know, when we started, when we started doing this kind of thing, it was always just you and I. Right. Well, hey, we're back <laughs> literally to square one. Uh, is there an echo in here? Can, is there anybody out there? We got one person, so we're not going to be alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thinking this is going to be one of those nights that we probably ought to uh, go to the commercial really fast <laughs> and then start sharing it out. <laughs> it's like starting from scratch. It is. Well, we'll sit here and ramble for a minute. We got four people, so hey, we could almost have a party, have a Super Bowl party. Well, Super Bowl is already gone, so anyway. That's right. That's right. Well, I got to tell you, I, I feel educated today. Educated? You got educated today, huh? So I, actually, I feel educated too. Let me hear how you got educated, though. Well, considering how you already know how much of my time was spent in a courtroom today, um, you might have got the same education that I did. But what I did learn is, is that I'm, I'm thinking that if you're a public official and, you know, you're conducting, you know, the public's business on your personal cell phone or email or any of that, if anybody ever seeks to get it, all you got to say, y'all listen close. All you got to say is, is, well, I looked and I couldn't find it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, that's basically the same. Here's the education I got that apparently David Montgomery is um, um, too. Oh, I don't know. How shall we put it? He needs a he needs a ride for anybody that, that can do this. He needs a ride down to the local Verizon store to go in and talk to him and get his cell phone records, because apparently he's too incompetent to do that. That is what I learned today. Yeah, if it surpasses a certain time frame, you the cell phone records apparently don't exist. There's no way to go back in time and get cell phone records. Yep. Y'all hear, hear that audience? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got 10 whole people, so that that was including us, that makes a dozen of us. We're glad to have all 10 of you because honestly, we didn't really expect hardly anybody tonight. We kind of Put this. We've been hitting about it. We kind of put this together at the last minute and just decided to hit the live button. So, yeah, it was quite the interesting ordeal in the courtroom today. And and we'll switch over to you know our Louisiana Watch topics here and here in a little bit. But it was quite the interesting deal. And and this really has a bearing statewide because it was over public information requests, and that applies to everybody. Yeah, it's pretty much the public's right to have access to information. I mean, so pretty much uh, elected officials can just conduct business on their private cell phones or whatever and then just say that, uh, well, I, I don't have it. No. And they can escape, you know, scrutiny of public, you know, business. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just uh, the law be damned. Now, I did learn today that, and I hadn't verified that this was correct, but I'll guess that it was, that um, they're required to keep those records, not just cell phone records, any records for, what was it, three years? Did I hear that uh, correctly? Yeah, yeah, I think that's correct. Three years, yeah. Yeah, and I should know that from all the public information requests we've done, and I've looked up the law, but I just you know hadn't looked it up in a while, so... Hey, now, you know, on our last show of Bozier Watch, you know, we we left something out. Mm-hmm. And what, wait, what was that? Well, Walk on Water has been busy. Oh, has he? Yeah, Walk on Water had been, he's been putting the gavel down up there. You, you didn't Has know. he actually been getting something accomplished? Have they, have they reduced well, the, the, uh, Washington DC debt? Have, have they closed the border? Have they done any, what have they done? Well, look, let's let him speak for himself. I mean, share my screen and I'll tell you, but you know, I mean, him and everybody else in DC, they have just been a utter mess up there, but don't take my word for it. You just need to listen to them out of their own mouths. Oh, so shall I uh, switch screens and shall we show them? Yeah, let's hear All right. it. So here we go. A little entertainment, folks. Let me click this button. Oh, here we go. We're going to probably kick, get kicked off the platform the first get-go. So if we do, we're on YouTube. If we get kicked off YouTube, we're on Facebook. We're not on Twitter yet, but just follow us around. So, yeah, whenever you're ready, go ahead and hit play, Mr. Lowry. Well, 
Well, let's see what Mike accomplished this week. Let's go. That's it. You're impeached. For what? Um, dereliction of duty, among other things. What? I thought I was doing a good job. Clearly not. Oh, come on, man. I thought I closed it. G give me a second chance. I I'll close it this time. I promise. Nope, that's it. You're impeached. The impeachment thing was my idea. <laughs> now let's celebrate by sending more money to Ukraine. This is truly the darkest day in American history. Um, I can't take credit for this. I didn't uh, do this one. <laughs> what did she say? Something orifice? Or it was closed. Nobody was getting in. This doesn't make any sense. Ah, this is clearly Trump and the MAGA Republicans' fault. They impeached Secretary Myorfis for doing his job. Nice the said border is Secretary Myorfis. want it open. What we need to be focused on is the most important thing America has ever done, and that's giving more money to Ukraine. Okay. Uh, I think I've heard enough. I've heard enough. Okay, let me get this. I've, I've, I've heard enough. <laughs> I'm going to have to get busy learning to do those deep fake videos even better than the one that we did over on Bozier Watch. I, I've got to get busy with that. <laughs> these are these guys have a lot of time on their hands. Well, hey, before we go to the little break and before we try to share out and get a few more folks in here, uh, we appreciate all of you that are here. Um, we, like Rex said, we're trying to get Louisiana Watch kicked back off. And part of that is because, you know, there's a lot of things that are not uh, Bozier issues. We've had a lot of requests uh, of us to start delving off into other issues. And and we it's been a little problematic for us. I'm going to say problematic, but as closely as we try to follow the Bozier specific politics and then mix in statewide politics, you know, or politics or issues outside of Bozier, you know, it, it, it kind of, it, it makes for too much content and we need to kind of spread it out a little bit. Right. I agree. And I want to say and be very clear this time, we're not having an identity crisis. So, we're pushing to the Louisiana Watch page on Facebook, the Louisiana Watch channel on YouTube. We'll have it on Twitter and all the other platforms and all that. And we are starting at show number 101. This is the very first show of the return of Louisiana Watch, and we're going to number up incrementally from there. So I hope we eliminate that confusion. But you're right, Duke. Uh, there's a lot of topics that are not as Bozier-specific as we cover on Bozier Watch, that we need to get the word out. And sometimes the Bozier Watch folks, you know, don't necessarily want to know what's going on uh, uh, over there, like across the river, where Wade Loveless, who's watching in the comments, uh, over there on the Shreveport side of the river or the regional or, or Baton Rouge. Or, or, for example, Jamie Marie Pope down there in central Louisiana. You know, they have their own little problems down there. And, you know, frankly, I mean, it, it, it is things that need to be paid attention to, but not necessarily things that Bozier people care about, right. but it, it still is worthy of reporting on and talking about. Yeah, so that's what we're going to we're gonna do. You know, it, it'll, for those of you that are familiar with those guys over on Bozier Watch, uh, the format will be very similar to that, obviously, but, you know, again, more, much more widespread. All right. You ready to go do the uh, countdown and the ad break and we'll share and tag folks and do all that sort of thing? Let's do it to it. All right. So, folks, hey, we're up over 20 people now, so we're very proud of that. We're going to go ahead and do our little countdown, our little ad intro. That'll take about three and a half or four minutes. That'll put us at about 10 or about 12 minutes into the show. That gives people plenty of time to get their notifications, gives you time to make a stiff drink make some popcorn and tag and share this out. Let no, uh, let folks know we're on on a Thursday night for a few hours and uh, we'll be right back. Here we go, Mr. Lowry. Well, I thought we were, let's try it again.
This live broadcast is brought to you by Eagle Truck Center, soaring to new heights. The Outdoor News, fishing and outdoors for our area. Acadiana Mortgage, over 23 years in the mortgage business. Smarter Geek, making technology easier. And the many supporters, donations, and folks sharing information and watching out. Now, grab your popcorn and a drink. Here we go. I ain't had time to grab no popcorn. <laughs> I had neither. I've been clicking and sharing and clicking and sharing. So uh, I guess I dust the cobwebs off. I probably need to update the Acadiana mortgage ad. Like we hadn't, what has it been? A year, year and a half since we've done a Louisiana watch? Oh, it's had to be longer than that. I don't even I mean, remember was, when did, the last one was. Because didn't that say 23 years? And I mean, we're past 25 years now. Yeah, maybe it's been almost two years. Wow. I mean, you know, I hate that we I hate that we let it go, but you know, the thing was that it just got too overwhelming, or maybe it was because there was so much stuff going on in Bozier that, you know, it was just it got a little too difficult to manage. But I think now that we are new and improved that I think we can manage it now. I think so. We've got some uh some big plans and relaunching Louisiana Watch is part of those big plans. Uh Jamie Marie, I have never had an Italian mule. Granted, I haven't drank much in a long time. What is an Italian mule? Let us know in the comments. Yeah, so for those of you watching, you know, as you see the topics in the middle right there, and uh, we appreciate all of you being here. And, you know, for this uh, first starting over show, you know, we uh, reached out to uh, a good friend, Thomas Presley, who... uh, you know, is one of the legislators that has been very involved. I think, uh, at least I've, from what I've seen on his uh, social media pages regarding the Blue Cross uh, Blue Shield thing, and I need to uh, check with him real quick and remind him to go ahead and uh, log well, in. Well, speaking of that, he is logging in right now. He is in the green room, so I don't think anybody else can hear him. But give me just a second, we'll uh, we'll get started on that. I'm doing a little network wizardry here to try to make sure we have a good stream okay um perfect time yeah it was absolutely perfect so you want me to go ahead and switch screens duke and we'll uh we'll bring bring thomas on let, yeah let's let's bring him in all right so let me click here they can't see him yet but let me do this and presto hey <laughs> by the by the magic of it the worked. interwebs it worked now, now, Thomas, we've got to know the most important question that we're going to ask you all night. Do you know what an Italian mule is? I, I do not know what an Italian mule is. Well, Jamie Marie Pope is commenting in the comments, and she is asking us if we've ever had an Italian mule. And I, I gotta admit, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea either. Don't feel alone, Tom. Is it a drink? I'm assuming it's a drink. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we're hoping it is as well, too, but she hasn't said yet. <laughs> no telling with her. So, so oh, look, they, well, hold on. They found David Womack. Uh, we were trying to get David Womack on the show. Apparently, he was at Waterburger or something. Now, David Womack's in the comments. So glad to have you, David. Okay. Sorry, dude. Go, go ahead. Well, now, Thomas, I, you know, I didn't tell you whenever I called you and asked, hey, would you come on that I was setting you up because we <laughs> haven't done a Louisiana watch in a long time. So me and Rex really didn't know whether anyone would even be watching tonight. But apparently there's <laughs> well, a I'm excited. Time. Yeah. So, look, you let's get let's get down serious here. So the Blue Cross Blue Shield thing and, and the only reason I'm not picking on you, but for whatever reason in my social media, you, your posts about the issue popped up more in my feed than any other legislator. Not not that they weren't because I think y'all all were, but it struck me. It struck me that so many legislators were weighing in on that issue. So what was the motivation by so many legislators weighing in on it and and Maybe you can expand on it a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first of all, you've got over 40% of, of Louisianians that, that have Blue Cross Blue Shield uh, policies. So it's certainly on the minds of, of all of us that, you know, want to make sure that, that our uh, constituents have quality, good quality health care. Um, you know, and, and part of that is, you know, having uh, quality health insurers. Um, so when you, when you, we dug in um, to, 
what was going on through a, uh, a, a oversight hearing last week, which was uh, of the Senate uh, Health and Welfare and Insurance Committees. We, we had an eight and a half hour hearing where we had uh, testimony from Elevance, from the Department of Insurance, uh, from Blue Cross Blue Shield, and we learned and from the public. Uh, and we learned a, a, a great deal about um, about what was going on, about some of the concerns that, that we had. Uh, I really walked away with three main issues. One was the way that the vote was being conducted. Uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield was spending $20 million putting proponent information out, um, trying to get the deal done. Their executives stood to, to gain a large amount of money individually and personally. Um, so that was certainly, you know, a, a concern is the way they were doing the vote. They admitted on the record uh, that they were having phone calls made by the same organization uh, that would end up counting the votes or counting the proxies. Uh, and they were providing proponent information and then they were taking votes on the phone uh, during oh, those wow. proponent conversations. And, and that was just mind blowing to me uh, that that a mutual company that has a fiduciary duty to its its policyholders uh, was doing that without putting any information about what they were doing as far as the sale. The second thing, which really leads into that, uh, was the the history that Elevance has. Elevance is uh, also known as Anthem. Uh, they they have a name change that went on, and people know Anthem. Um, but when we did some digging, you know, the the Georgia Inspector General did an investigation of, of their policies, and they found that 33.7% of the time, they were denying the healthcare that a doctor had recommended. Wow. Um, and certainly I was concerned about that. They also have a billion dollars in fines um, since 2000 for bad acts, um, including consumer complaints. And I, I just had a really hard time sitting by while Blue Cross was saying, we want you to do this without the other side being known by the policyholders that were making the vote. Uh, and then the final thing was they've got a $3 billion foundation that they were trying to set up uh, if the sale had gone through. And, and that foundation had very little information about it. We didn't know who was going to be in control of the $3 billion or the money that would be um, provided yearly off of that $3 million uh, you know, billion dollars out there. Um, but certainly we want to know more information about who was going to be in charge of it. They told us 11 people that they were going to uh, select from, and the people that are currently on the board, four individuals would be selecting the others uh, to serve on that board. That was concerning. But the biggest concern was that we didn't know what the money was going to be spent for. There was a lot of hopefullys, we think, maybes, that were provided during the testimony. And, and you know, we all walked away with really this, this puzzled look of how do, we, how do we address this? How do we make sure that policyholders are aware of what's about to be, um, you know, their, their health insurer? Uh, and are they gonna be good for the state of Louisiana? We ended up, uh, that committee put together 30, a list of 30 items that we needed to address and felt like needed to be addressed by the Department of Insurance uh, prior to allowing that to go through. Um, of course, Blue Cross Blue Shield ended up pulling uh, the, the, the merger, at least for now, uh, yesterday. And so we're going to continue to, to monitor it. Uh, we still have outstanding questions that we asked uh, during that committee hearing that we'd like to get more information on. Uh, and look, I, I'm still committed to, to finding out the answers for the people of Louisiana. We don't have a vote in the legislature, nor do I think we should, on whether or not Blue Cross Blue Shield can sell. But I do think it's our duty and our responsibility to put the information out there so that the public can make that decision for themselves. And, and the, the 1.9 million individuals that have Blue Cross Blue Shield policies in the state of Louisiana will have that information as well. I, I got a. Oh, I'm sorry, Rex. Oh no, go ahead, dude. I, well, I got a question when you get through. So go ahead. Yeah, well, I got to tell you. I mean that that number statistically forty percent. I, I didn't know it was that high. I mean, yeah, it's one point nine million people that have Blue Cross Blue Shield policies. Now, what's interesting is only somewhere between ninety and ninety five thousand people actually and and entities have the right to vote. So it's not the whole gamut that gets the vote. It's just the policyholders as defined 
within their policy. So it's, you know, if you work for a company, the company likely would have one vote. Um, and the, the people that are, you know, having that insurance don't get the voice, but the, the, the business that's paying that, for it would. Yeah, that, that is absolutely accurate. Cause I will tell you, I'm one of that 40% or 1.9 million and, and our business, you know, we have a blue cross policy have had it. I, I gosh, I think ever since we started our company and you're right. And, and I will tell you, here's an example of what you're saying. And this is, this is the best example of government at work and, you know, legislators and politicians get beat up a lot, but a, a hat tip is deserved in this case. And I'm going to tell you why, because I call myself as being, you know, on top of things, you know, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm in the loop a little bit. And I, and I, sure. I did not know that this was even happening until I'm seeing legislators, y'all raising the alarm on social media and and then I show up at the office and there it is. There's this letter with a with a vote with the number of employees that we have, one vote with the number of employees yep. we have for a proxy. And I'm like, holy crap. I, well, how did this sneak up on me? And I didn't know. Well, well, wait a minute, though. Let me add in a little bit. And, and Thomas, you can address this if you're aware of it. But from what I've read, and again, I'm not well versed on the, the whole situation yet, but this is not the first time that Blue Cross Blue Shield has attempted and delayed this. Am I correct in that? That's correct. They tried last summer uh, to do the same thing, and, and they ended up pulling it. Um, you know, at that time, they were very clear that they were going to try again. This go around, the initial information was that they were, they were pulling it and they had no intent to move forward again. Uh, you know, as, as the day wore on yesterday and into today, it certainly sounds like it's more of a, another delay. Um, so again, I, I've reached out to Patrick McMath, who's the chair of the uh, Health and Welfare Committee on the Senate side that chaired the committee uh, that we had last, last week um, and, and asked him to make sure that our staff goes ahead and, and pushes Blue Cross Blue Shield and Elevance for the, question, the answers to the questions that they said uh, they needed to get back to us on. Um, I just think it's really important that we continue to monitor this, that the, the public is aware of the information, and certainly those 90 or 95,000 individuals that have a vote uh, have the information on both sides to make an educated decision on whether or not to move forward with this sale. All right, so uh, we had a question in the comments. Jamie Marie Pope, and I'm not going to put it on the screen, but I'll read it, says, what are your thoughts on Mike Eccles' uh, Louisiana statement or the statement that the Blue Cross Blue Shield leadership needs to go? They did spend a lot of, lot of time saying they can't do their job. Do you have an opinion on that? Yeah, I mean, look, they, they said they, they couldn't do their job. They spent $20 million of, of mutual um, a, a mutual, a, a, it's a mutual company. So the individuals that, that own the company uh, are those 90 or 95,000 people. Um, look, my job as a legislator, I don't believe is to make a decision on, on whether or not a private company should keep its leadership. But I certainly think it's important for uh, the, the 95,000 people that have a voice to see what's going on uh, and to make the decision based on, on facts and data. Um, and, and the truth is, is that they've now tried this twice. Um, they've, they've said we need to do it for, you know, X, Y, and Z region, reasons. Um, and, and I certainly have concerns uh, about their ability to move forward as, as the leaders of, of, you know, one of Louisiana's biggest companies. I, I would absolutely agree with that. Okay, so from, from this point forward, they've agreed to delay this again and then they'll probably try to start it up in the future do we know what what from this point forward what what happens yeah i mean look i think that's that's certainly what it seems like it's going to excuse me going to be um is them trying to to move forward again i i don't know um but i do think that that we are now um our eyes are on it i think it's the best way to say it um, I don't think this is something that's just going to sneak up on the public. It's certainly not going to sneak up on those of us that were on the committee last week. Uh, we, we certainly want to make sure that the public is aware uh, of, of some of the, the challenges that Elevance has had in other states um, and, and get real answers to those concerns. Hmm. Okay. Good well, 
Well, well, Thomas, appreciate all that information on Blue Cross Blue Shield personally and for everybody uh, out there in Louisiana. I think uh, all of uh, the legislators that stepped up deserve uh, some credit for, you know, being being on their toes on that one. Uh, thank you. Um, so y'all y'all have a special session coming regarding crime. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of looked through the call the other day and I really didn't see anything contentious in my opinion it it seemed to me that probably the majority of the issues that there wouldn't there wouldn't be a lot of disagreement so i said well i said i'm gonna ask you you know is there anything that really might be contentious in your opinion yeah the biggest thing that i think is contentious is the the possibility of of drawing a supreme court map uh during the during the special session we we tried that during the last special um the first special that was two weeks after we got sworn in um, I've got real concerns with the map that was initially presented, uh, certainly for our, our part of the state, splitting Caddo and Bossier into different Supreme Court districts, I think really is a disadvantage for our region. Uh, and then splitting Caddo in half along lines that really make no sense. I live in South Highlands uh, and my parents live less than two blocks away from me on the other side of Line Avenue and, and they're in a different district. So you're splitting a, a, a you know, a, 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 an older neighborhood that's well established on non-traditional lines it, it makes no sense um, and i've got real concerns about the way that that map was drawn initially uh, that garnered the most support um, so i'm hopeful that we'll be able to, to reach some sort of consensus i do think we need to redraw our supreme court lines they haven't been redrawn since the early 90s uh, and before that, it was almost 100 years. So, um, you know, that's something that, that I'm certainly interested in. On the crime side, look, I think, you know, there is tremendous consensus on the issues that are in this, uh, this call. I think bipartisan consensus on a, a large majority of, of the, the items. Um, we've got to get crime under control in this state if we're going to be able to move forward, um, particularly in our big cities. When you look at, at crime in New Orleans and in Baton Rouge and in Shreveport, um, we've got a crime problem. A lot of that crime is dealing with juveniles, which is why you see a significant amount of the, the items in the call dealing with juvenile crime. Um, I am, am certainly interested in addressing that. I think my colleagues are as well uh, and trying to get the state moving again. You have to create safety first. We can do tax policy, we can do insurance reform, we can do education reform, but the bottom line is if people don't feel safe in this state, they are not going to move here. They are not going to stay here, and they are not going to raise their kids here. Hmm. All right, okay, so that's a nice segue, and Jamie Marie Pope just popped a question, but I was going to ask anyway because I ask everybody. So there <laughs> is a <laughs> there is a Senate, I believe a, a – uh, Senate bill and a House bill, I forget who the authors are or whatever right now, on constitutional carry. I have a feeling Danny yeah. McCormick's on the House side. So, what's oh, your... Oh, wait a minute. Danny McCormick. Wait a minute. Danny brings that bill every single every year. And now, all of a sudden, yeah. Danny's going to get pushed to the back. All right. So... Yeah, look, I, I supported it um, the last couple of times it's come through the House. I'll, co I'll continue to support constitutional carry. I believe it's a constitutional right. I'm a constitutional conservative. Um, you know, I, I think that's that's important. We, we have not seen the spike in crime that people want to point to uh, in the other states that surround us uh, that have done constitutional carry. Um, you know, Blake Miguez is actually the one bringing it on the on the Senate side. Um, I, I don't know which bill will get through, but I do think one of the two certainly will get through um, the process. Well, there you go. There you go. Jamie hey. Marie, we got the answer. I, I don't know what bills that you're planning on bringing down the road in a regular session or if you even got any on your mind, but I think if you took insurance and you just classed it as a crime in Louisiana, <laughs> I, I think that'd be the appropriate place to class it because it is. Uh, in, in every context, health insurance, property insurance, uh, tort, um, you know, we're, we have an insurance crisis in the state. There's no question about it. And while we laugh about it a little bit, you know, the bottom line is it's an additional tax to the people of Louisiana. Um, certainly in South Louisiana with the property uh, issues that they're facing. Look, I, I am not one that I, I voted against our last special session um, in, in 2023. Uh, let me do some math there, um, which was which was by uh, 
then insurance commissioner Donilon trying to entice insurance companies to move to the state of Louisiana by putting a $40 million uh, you know, uh, uh, deal together that would give them an incentive to come here. I don't think that's the answer. Um, I, don't, I, I don't think that you know, if you have uh, you know, B and C and D rated insurance companies coming to Louisiana and you have one storm uh, that hits the, the south part of our state, they're gone. Um, and, and the insurance uh, holders are in, in deep trouble, too, because they're not going to have money to, to be able to pay them. Um, so I, I voted against that, but I do think we have to have insurance reform. Um, a lot of that comes from the tort side of things. I'm an insurance defense lawyer, um, so I certainly see it on a daily basis on the tort side. Um, we've seen it on the, on the property side as well. Um, but but we, need to, we need to create a system that works. Um, and that's equitable and fair for the people um, that, that have to have insurance, right? I mean, we all need insurance, for, especially on the property side. You've got to have it in order to have a mortgage. Um, we're, we're now at the point of crisis where you're paying, some people are paying more for uh, homeowner's insurance than they are for their mortgage. It's nuts. Um, and we've got to fix it. Um, you know, I certainly think the, the fortified homes incentive package makes some sense, um, particularly in the, in the southern portion of our state. Um, but, you know, for those of us in North Louisiana, subsidizing those programs is also, you know, is that the best thing in the long, long haul? Um, you know, that, that's something that we have to, we have to consider as well. Um, but we have to work on um, dry, allowing insurance companies to come here to, to make a little bit of profit um, and, and to you know, provide the services that are necessary uh, for the state. On the tort side, I think we've got a, a whole lot of tort reform that, that needs to come down the pipe. Um, I certainly am planning on bringing a, a couple pieces of legislation. Some, are, uh, some legislation has already been filed uh, on this issue. Um, but those of us that there's several of us that are in the legislature that are on the insurance defense side and on the defense side of, of civil litigation generally, um, you know, I, I think we see it every day. Um, I had a, a case today that, that, you know, I thought was uh, just absurd how much money the other side wanted in order to, to try to get this thing resolved. Um, you know, those are things that, that need to be looked at. Uh, on the other side, you know, if, if someone comes in and, and is really hurt, um, you know, we need to make sure that they're able to, to get the, the services that they need from that, that private individual instead of going to the government and saying, look, I got hurt and now I need, you know, a check for the rest of my life to, to be able to, to pay uh, for, for the living cost and, and other things. So the, it's a balance. There's no question about that, but certainly um, something on, on our minds as well as we go into the regular session. Oh, we'll definitely well, have to get you back on to talk some more about the insurance on that side of it. Um, well, that's a hot I, topic too. I, I got to get in here and I got to say this. I, I think that is one of the big impediments to our state moving forward because it's not just whether or not a homeowner can get a fair rate on homeowners insurance, but you know, you, you alluded to the fact of someone in North Louisiana getting a rate maybe based off of the things that happen in South Louisiana. You know, there's a disparity there and, it, and it's not fair. But I, I would also point out that small business, small business is being killed by insurance. And I will I'll give you an example. And this is a personal example. One, I had to move my my small oil field service company out of Louisiana strictly because of insurance and being jerked around by insurance companies out of Louisiana, moved it to Oklahoma. And I got to tell you, it, it's heaven. It's heaven. And recently, and this is an example, I've tried to repatriate the company back to Louisiana and, you know, it's trucking oil field mm -hmm. just for, for, I'm going to say this, a, a insurance package with over five, units and i've got a rate for over those five units just trying to bring one unit back to louisiana and the rate on one unit is more than the total policy for five units in oklahoma you got to be kidding me there's a problem there and, and that's just one example small business face so I, I hope that you guys can really 
get something done down there because I no, know no, no doubt Duke and I'll tell you I mean I, I represent uh, a lot of small trucking companies and, and a lot of them have done exactly what you're saying they're, they're leaving northwest Louisiana uh, and going to south Arkansas or going to east Texas to Oklahoma uh, for the insurance policy or insurance rates being significantly lower I mean it's not sustainable um, and I think you know when when you look at um, at the plant bar and the amount of commercials that they're putting out there, um, you know, it's, it's, and it's been for, for decades. Um, and, and, you know, you've, you've changed the, um, trajectory of a lot of jury verdicts in this state as well. I mean, the, the, the verdicts are, are significantly higher than they are in some other states. Um, and I think a lot of that's because of the culture that we have where you turn on the TV during the day and every second commercial at least, uh, is is an advertising for you know some plaintiff lawyer that gave me you know x amount of money and the person looks just fine um, and the same thing with the billboard industry um, you've got billboard after billboard as you drive around and people just get used to it and they think that that's part of it and that there's a, a bottomless amount of money uh, available by insurance companies but the truth is is that insurance companies uh, make their money and and are able to pay out uh, you know policies for for accidents based on the money that we all pay uh, into the system um, and so that that is a, a real challenge that we have in Louisiana is just the culture of the, the point of bar being so prevalent uh, and and the money uh, continuing to, to go that route but you know it, it, unless we're willing to make the tough choices unless we're willing to, to and drive jobs and opportunities to Louisiana, which includes uh, making sure that we're not a judicial hellhole as we've been listed for the last over a decade uh, by most magazines that look into this issue, we're, we're not gonna be able to change the state. Um, and so that's what I'm, I'm in, encouraged by, you know, the governor, by the legislature. Uh, and, and when you look at the campaigns that, that were run last fall, Almost all of us uh, that were elected on the Republican yeah. side, if not all of us, did so saying that we wanted jobs and opportunities to come to Louisiana. Uh, this is one step in that direction. I think occupational licenses are another step in that direction. And I, I certainly plan on bringing some legislation on that front. Uh, and then tax reform is, is huge as well. And the tax reform will come next year when we're in a, a session that we can actually address taxes. Um, but we also have to start working on the spending side. That's how you can really address the tax side uh, is by looking at the spending. Well, I think we could beat you all night long on questions. And I, I appreciate, you know, you, you being forthcoming on everything. And this insurance thing is not going to go away. It's the elephant in the room. I would contend, you know, we probably ought to have a special session just on insurance. Um, I, you know? Yeah. I mean, look, I, I think that's, that's certainly, um, it will be interesting to see what we end up being able to do during the regular session. I'm not one that, uh, believes that we have to do a, a special session on everything. We go to, to session uh, for for almost three and a half months this year. Um, so we should be able to accomplish a lot of these issues uh, and address a lot of these issues during that session. Um, but I appreciate y'all's willingness to, to put out information to the people of Louisiana and particularly Northwest Louisiana uh, and your attentiveness to the legislative session. We need people to, to come and testify to come share their stories and, and their personal anecdotes about how insurance rates have, have affected their business. How, I mean, Duke, your, your example is a prime one uh, of having to move out of the state, uh, a state that you love. I know you love it uh, and, and want to be here, but if you can't afford it, uh, it's going to cause more people to move out of the state. So um, I, I completely agree with you that we've got to do more on that front. I'm excited uh, to get to work. I think we've got a great team in Baton Rouge uh, and the legislature as well, the governor office, uh, as well as our other statewide offices. Look, I think we've, we've really turned uh, the corner on making sure that we have conservative leaders uh, in Baton Rouge, uh, and that, that's a real positive. All right. Well, uh, we will look forward to having you back on before too long as y'all get a little further into the session. And like Duke said, we appreciate your time and 
you're welcome back on anytime. If there's something that comes up that you feel you need to get out there and, and put out there on social media, we'll be glad to help out. Thanks so much. I appreciate y'all having me on. All right. Thanks, Thank Thomas. you, sir. All right. So. Well. Yeah, we, we went a little longer with Thomas than what uh, maybe we should, but hey, he was, uh, he was hitting on all cylinders there. Um, you know, I, I, I really it's didn't find a lot. I didn't find a lot that I, I didn't find, I don't know that I found anything I disagreed with him on. Yeah, I don't, I, I probably didn't either. I want to get more in depth into the insurance side of it because, um, you know, he mentioned that he was a lawyer on the insurance side of things and, you know, that kind of gives him a different perspective. And anyway, it'll be an interesting conversation as we get a little more into this insurance thing that uh, everybody's coming well commenting about i didn't i didn't say it but and i know it had to been clicking in your brain as too but my my mind was taking me back in time not too terribly long ago with a debate that happened on the bozier parish republican executive committee that both you and i were members of between a state representative and a state senator yes one would be uh alan seaball and (laughs) Ryan Gaddy. Yes. And, you know, it was over some legislation to, you know, supposedly correct insurance. And, well, here we are today. And I don't know that it's, you know, one it's side won. Not any better. And it's not any better. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I need to go back and dig that video up. We need to reshare them on, uh, uh, on well, Louisiana because here, here's Watch, the, too. Here's the thing. That debate is fixing to play out again. It'll be different players. Same song, second verse. But it's the same same debate going to take place again. All right, so uh, Settle is showing in the green room. I don't see any video, so I'm going to cue him up and then see. Let's see. I don't know if we just have no video and just audio. Uh, John Settle, can you hear us? Paging John Settle. Paging John Settle. We may have to do a call in. Because his video is not showing. He shows to be, you know, connected and all that, but his video is not showing. So let me switch screens again. Uh, If we need to, I can fire up the phone and we can give him the call-in number. Uh, If you need that, I can text it over to you. Well, I I messaged him and told him to log out and log back in. I don't know if he's doing that or not. All right. Yeah, we'll see. He's uh, actually, he's, I think he tried to do that once or twice. But anyway, let me, I'm going to text you, Duke, the call-in phone number. All righty. And then if nothing else, we'll have him call in. Uh, let's see here. Let me do that. So. Greg, Greg Bell says, John needs to pay his utility bills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he needs to pay his video bill. His video connection bill. All right, let's see. This is. Uh, and Ferris oh. says, turn up the volume. Can you hear a Zamboni coming? Okay, here we go. Let's see. Mr. Settle, can you hear us yet? No, John. I don't think he's given his phone permission to the camera and mic or maybe not his computer. I just text you the call in number, Duke. Got it. All right. Stand so, by, folks. Yeah, a little technical difficulty, but we'll figure it out one way or the other. All right, and I need to fire that up. And okay, he has it. Works. All right. So what we got? We have John Settle, uh, you know, the uh, editor, owner, editor of Focus SB and the Inquisitor, and you know, John is been around. Heck, he's been doing this kind of thing probably. I know longer than us being all oh, up in yeah. the middle of government, no doubt for a long time. Right. And uh, it seems that he has a knack for being really involved in the politics of Caddo Parish and Shreveport, especially Shreveport. Right. And like our, our friend, uh, Wes Marriott with Sobo live. He, uh, I think he has a lawsuit against maybe a couple of lawsuits against the city of Shreveport. Um, he may have. Hey, Duke, uh, text Settle and tell him to give me just a second and I'll have that phone number ready. So tell him to stand by. I'll text you when it is active. I had to do a couple of little things here. 
waiting on you to say the call. So that's right, Mr. Ferris, the man in the hat. So everybody watching, um, I see we've got somebody from Florida in Greg Bell. Let's see. I can't see everything here. Ferris from Sobo. Jamie Marie Pope from down there in Central. Uh, J.B. Bradford. Don't know where J.B. Bradford is. Looks like uh, Ashley Bullock. I know Ashley is a Sobo person. David Bond. I think David's a Sobo person. Um, yeah, I think so. All right. He should be able to call in now. Let me uh, Let me test it first. amateur journalist folks yeah y'all are seeing it amateur journalist literally we're dusty okay yeah so it does work all right all right he should be called yeah he he can call in anytime he's trying to remote in again but tell him tell him he can use any phone and just call just a regular phone call call that phone you know david bond says what insurance company has the best rates on vehicles Uh here we go it definitely ain't State Farm. You know, auto-wise, I can't talk about State Farm, but I can tell you just literally in the last two days, I've had somebody complaining their homeowner's insurance was State Farm. Yeah. But, All right. Uh, let's make sure he's on. John, can you hear us? I can. Ah, can everybody hear John? We can hear you fine. Well, good, good. All right, so we At got you. Freshly, I I don't have anything to offer after you, after you had Presley on there. I uh, know. He's an expert on all things in the Senate this year. Um, glad to have you on, yeah. and uh, glad to have you on at least by voice. So uh, welcome to the show. Welcome back to Louisiana Watch. Well, well, thank you. Well, John, so all the tell is- Go ahead. Well, I, I was going to say, you are the guy, when it comes to Shreveport politics and, and Caddo Parish politics, it seems like you have your finger on the pulse on things over there. I, I, I'm the, the hellraiser, right? <laughs> That's right. So what, what kind of hell are you raising over there? Because do you have do you have one or two lawsuits or what? what is the status? Well, I, just of, have, of, I just have one. I just have one. I just have one against Dale Sibley, the registrar, and the, the case has not been set yet. It's a Judge Lafitte, and, and he has not yet set my hearing. Uh, Dale, Dale just is hiding behind the statute that says if you want records uh, of his office, that you have to jump through about 10 hoops. Well, I don't consider forms, blank copies of blank forms, and copies of his office manual and copies of his overtime records. Those aren't records as intended. And so Dale is playing a game, uh, and it's been quite obvious if you follow the trial back in uh, December and I was there that his office is doing a very, very poor job. So, you know, what I'm trying to get at is just some basic forms. I don't know if I'll get a court hearing. I'm really, I'm really hoping that uh, the governor appoints a new uh, – uh, member of the election board of supervisors and i'm working on that avalone's working on it we're trying to get the local delegation but you know that's one one thing i'm pushing on i haven't had a lot of success on it but you got to tee it up before you can ever win anything you know so that's what i've done yeah well i'm, I'm sure you... but i also have a suit pending against you know james green for 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 slander and i'm just kind of letting it sit there so that the sword of damocles is hanging over his head you know that one is that one's there. So, you know, I'm having, it's a tough job to keep the council straight, put it mildly. Yeah. We, we read about your, uh, on subtle talk a lot and all that about your goings on with the council over there. seems like you're on them all the time. Is it really, are they, are they that bad? Don't do their job or who make false records or who lie to the public. I mean, you know, I just have this philosophy that, they ran for the job, and they're getting paid with public dollars. And one, they should do the job, and two, they should be truthful to the public, and three, they shouldn't steal. So, I mean, you know, that's – I don't know. I think those are some basic uh, tenets for a public servant, don't you think? Uh, hey, it's pretty uh, simple. 
But well, I'll tell you, I I agree with you, John. But you know, I got to tell you, I learned something today that in Bozier, if you're a public official, all you have to do is just conduct the business on your personal cell phone. And then if asked for it with a public information request, just say you can't find it. And you're well, you know, Bozier's always been the free state of Bozier. I mean, we we know that. And and the the Bozier um judges are not are not that progressive in my opinion in their rulings i have been able to get in shreveport uh texts and emails on on private phones that were used for 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 business for government business but i know that uh west uh marriott is having an uphill battle and that's just because of the the the, the bench up there and uh, but if they're conducting city business on their private emails and or their private cell phones, that clearly is, in my opinion, is discoverable under the open under the uh, open records law. And, and uh, I've had some success getting that uh, and over in Caddo Parish, but it's not easy. To tell you that. So let me ask you on this um, sheriff's race coming up. Let's see. I, I forget what date that is, but what's your twenty third March? All right. What's your feeling on that? Do you do you have any more faith in the uh, Caddo judicial uh, system, judicial system the registrar's office? I mean, I've, we put a lot of heat on them to make sure that, and and the board of supervisors to make sure that they uh, uh, only count the absentee ballots where the ballot flap is correctly filled out and uh i've written articles about it i noticed that the registrar sent out a uh sent out a uh, a little press release on how to finally fill it out i don't know uh how careful they're checking on that and i don't know if they're also checking on frequent witnesses we have one candidate running for the caddo commission and on her facebook page she says bring your absentee ballots by we'll witness them well you're only legally can witness family members and then one non-family member. So I've had to call out a candidate for the Caddo Commission on that. And uh, so I don't I don't know that I have that much more confidence in the Registrar of Voters, if that's what you're asking me. No, I, I really don't. Just, just because of the attitude he's taken on not providing very basic information to me. And uh, so I don't have a lot of confidence, you know. Well, John, you know, the, we, we had a secretary of state's race not long ago, and you had one candidate in the race that was saying that, you know, look, our elections, we have some problems. And, you know, you had another candidate saying that, hey, no, we, we don't have no problems. We have one of the best systems in the country. And, you know, of course, that candidate prevailed. And then here we have the Caddo Sheriff's race. And it, it basically kind of exposed something that quite possibly uh, may be an infection across our whole state. Wouldn't you agree? Well, yeah, because, uh, you know, the, the, the voting machines, you know, those records are pretty well kept. And, you know, I don't, I'm not getting into the voting machine thing. But the real key is these absentee ballots, because when they come in, if they think the ballots, if the flap is correctly filled out, they separate it from the ballot and throw the ballot in one box and the flap in the other. So once you go in there and you find some flaps that aren't completely filled out, you don't, you can't find how they voted. That was the whole problem. That was the, one of the basis for the ruling by judge black in this case. So it still comes down to the, you know, uh, uh, the human factor with absentee ballots and more and more people are using absentee ballots. And they're expecting a tremendous number with uh, the 23rd, with that being the presidential primary. And so that system is not well regulated. There needs to be some legislation on it. And it's the law is not good. And then on top of that, you've got to rely on human beings. And Dale Sibley is just uh, not cooperating with the public at all. So he's, I wish Ernie Roberson was still over there at Registrar. But so the law is not a good, it's not written very well. And then you have a registrar who's not doing his job very well. So that's what you get. Recipe for disaster sounds like to me. Well, shit, it was. And look at what they've had to go through with this election. So I don't know how it's going to be on March 23rd, but 
I've been pushing as hard as I can, and I have other things to do besides file lawsuits against public officials. But I've, I'm keeping the heat on with my columns. And uh, are, are there, are thing. there, you know, are there, are there not as, are there not any activists in Shreveport? You know, it, it seems like it's always the media well, people a, that have a, to squeeze. Well, there's a few, but they, they, they really, uh, they're not surfacing. You know, we have two or three over in Bossier, but you know, that I'm the one that's having to pull the train and I'm not usually getting much help. <laughs> yeah, that, does that. Make it, that does make it tough. And yeah, you, you do stay busy trying to stay on them and it's a, apparently a full-time job on that side of the river well, and on the know, Bossier side. You know, it, I, I spend a lot of time on it and I'm, I'm glad I can. It's just that I wish that I could get some more help and and just like getting, I know the governor has millions of things to be doing and appointing an election board supervisor and cattle parish may be low on the pole, but it's very critical to this upcoming election. The last one was a dingbat who in court basically her testimony showed that she's a dingbat. And then after the court hearing, she got on Facebook and just talked about how much she supported Whitehorn and why she should have won, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, you're the chairman of the board of supervisors. I think you should quietly or publicly maintain some neutrality. And so that's that's going to be important that that the governor appoint a new supervisor there, and hopefully that can bring some a little bit more credit uh, credence to the situation. But we still have a lot of you know this a lot of worries out there as far as I'm concerned. Well, we appreciate you keeping a close eye on it out there. You know, Duke and I are firing this Louisiana watch back up. We've been busy doing the Bozier watch side, and so we may be uh, well, reaching I, out I, to I you I mean, some I'm more. trying to keep, you know, I keep in touch with uh, Tobo West, David Crockett, and and the progressive council members, and I, uh, I'm, I'm helping uh, them behind the scenes some. Uh, I've looked at some of the litigation that Sobo, uh, that West Merritt was going to file and I've run some copy on it, but I, I don't have, I'm, I'm focusing a lot of my attention, you know, on Caddo as far as public records requests. West is doing a good job over there in Crockett and I help them out on what to do and, and oftentimes give them suggestions on how to get from here to there. Um, but you know, I, I've had, you know, I, the you know and i did force the the resignation of uh alan jackson from uh, yeah Grambling, saw that which yeah I, saw that yeah well you know somebody you know i don't know who was this guy that requested his timesheets and then show then realized that the timesheet showed that he didn't take take off enough time to do his council work and then then complain to the university president. I wonder who that guy was. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there's a guy that's stealing money. I mean, you know, uh, you know, you're supposed to log out, but when you come over from Grambling to do Freeport City work, and you don't take PTO personal time off, you're, in my opinion, you're stealing time. Isn't that right? That's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I mean, we had a, uh, and so. You know, those things, you know, there's a lot of that out there and I try to run it all down, but it takes a lot of effort. As you guys know, you, you have to push, push, push. And boy, over in Bozier, you really do have, you've got a big mountain to climb uh, on some things. So, but I'm helping those guys as much as I can. And I run their op-eds and, and, and give them encouragement. And then oftentimes, you know, it gets, oftentimes I make public records requests for people that don't want to do it themselves and just get information. So. It's a challenge, well, you know. We all got to stay on it. Well, we appreciate what you do, and uh, we, okay, we appreciate. Well, what uh, doing. All right, let we, me help you. All right, take care, guys. Bye, bye. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> well, nothing like the cat in the hat. He he's out yeah, in and out. <laughs> and look we we encourage everybody you know if you hadn't read the inquisitor or the focus sb magazine in a while um since settle took it over a couple of years ago or whenever it was uh he's made some big strides into trying to keep up on the political side and you know i wrote a few articles for him a while back i think colonel crockett is now so anyway we encourage everybody to pick up a copy of that next time you're at your uh, local convenience store or grocery store or wherever else they are. 
Yeah. So Rex, I think, you know, we're, we're going to try to keep these short and sweet as we start building content. We're going to try to be focused on having guests. I mean, obviously we're going to, as time goes on, get deep into issues and other areas, you know, give you guys a couple of teasers, you know, we've been getting a bunch of information about some things in DeSoto Parish. So, you know, if y'all know folks or people in DeSoto, you may tag them and say, hey, you might want to pay attention to these guys in these next upcoming shows because they're probably going to be talking about some things that have, you know, went on in DeSoto Parish. Um, I will tell you that Rex, the next show, we already have uh, John Nicholson lined up Mm -hmm. to come on as a guest. Mm -hmm. And, you know, probably he will carry on a little bit from where Settle was uh, talking about, you know, the the past sheriff's race and the current sheriff's race. He probably will just want to talk about the current sheriff's race. But uh, nonetheless, he's going to be a guest. And we're also going to try to keep shuffling legislators in here to talk about what legislation, what bills they're trying to bring, you know, as well as uh, give us some insight on issues that are going on in their communities and their different parts of the state. Yeah. So, well, all right. And so everybody's aware, make sure if you hadn't already like, and follow us on Facebook, you can go over to YouTube, search for Louisiana Watch on YouTube. Subscribe there if you want to. We will be on Twitter in the next day or so, and I'll uh, be releasing the podcast versions as well. So, you know, we're going to follow a similar format over uh, that we've been successful with on the Bozier Watch side. So we appreciate everybody watching. And, you know, we've got some pretty big plans for all this. We've kind of talked about it a little bit before, but... We're expanding out. We're going to expand our reach and what we're covering. And so Louisiana Watch, again, like we said at the beginning of the show, is going to be more for regional, state, and national stuff and not just Bozier specific. That we'll keep over on the Bozier Watch side. Yeah, we we already have commitments from, I think, three or four statewide elected officials that are going to come on. We just haven't set the, the calendar dates yet, but they're going to come on and do interviews and we're going to talk about issues, uh, you know, that that relate to Louisiana in general. Um, obviously, things like, you know, the crime session, the regular session, you know, insurance, all of those topics, anything. So if any of y'all have recommendations you know again like rex always promotes proton mail if it's something you don't Uh, want to put your name to you know it is a magical thing and uh we've gotten a lot of information from that so it's down at the bottom of the screen down there and we'll make sure it's on the facebook page and all that too but you can just uh send a proton make a free proton mail account of your own don't put any identifying information into it and send us an email to lawatch at protonmail.com Again, no identifying information, and we get those, and we do read them, and, you know, we try to check them out. So what's our schedule? Are we going to try to do this, uh, go back to every Thursday night like we did last time? I think we'll try to keep it up as best we can. If uh, we, you know, we get a slow night, or either let's say there is breaking news in Bozier, and we might, heck, we may have to do a uh, a central watch if Jamie yeah. Marie Pope is... <laughs> You know, there's reports of what? What'd she call that drink? Oh yeah, <laughs> was it Italian Mule, South Central yeah. Louisiana Mule, something? I don't know. If they start divvying out free Italian mules in Central, we may have to have an, a Central watch that night. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to do a remote Central watch. We'll figure that out. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. All right, Mister Lowry, got anything else for this evening? Nope, that's all I have for tonight. Thanks, everybody, for tuning into our first Louisiana Watch since bringing it back from the dead. And uh, look look forward to more in the future. All right, folks, every Thursday night, just kind of put it on your calendar. Again, like, follow, do all that kind of good stuff. Share this out. We'll be back next Thursday night again. John Nicholson will be the guest. And we'll just see where the conversation goes. See you, Mr. Lowry. Good night. We're out of here.